welcome to tonight's episode of Ginger Bros Dent Show. We're your hosts, Brandon Schmitz and Andy Patrick. We've got another amazing lineup tonight. Please help us welcome Mr. James Ricci with Black Pelican Media. James is not only an incredible technician for Dent Wizard in Florida, he's also one of the most amazing videographers I've ever seen. So join us right now as we get to know James just a little bit better outside of the PDR world. What is up? What's up, everybody? Oh, man, we have had a, <laughs> a very exciting, uh, what, about an hour before the show. So uh, It's been stupid is what it's been. <laughs> I, wish, I, I, I wish we would have been live on the whole thing um, because everybody would have cracked up like us. So Andy had a snake inside the shop, and, yeah. Man, it's got, like, Focused on the snake, then focused on me. <laughs> Where I'm standing back a mile from her. Like, nope. My wife had to come to the shop and get the snake out of the shop because I'm definitely yep. scared. Of it. I yep. hate them. It's one thing I ain't scared of much, but damn snakes, I'm out. If y'all could have heard the whole thing, it was hilarious. Was uh, but ridiculous. look, I'm just glad it was you because I'd been the same way. So, yeah. <laughs> I hope you're next. Nope. <laughs> I'll, I'll sick the dog on them. Yeah, I ain't got no dog. At least it wasn't a poisonous snake. It looked like a king snake. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's probably good. Yeah. So, yeah, we got uh, several people in here already, which we knew our number one fan would not be number one tonight. And he oh, yeah, he's a little busy. <laughs> he's a little busy right now, Corey Nichols. So, we got um, Tim Green, Mr. Dragos. Got Alex again. Thanks for tuning in again, Alex. <clears throat> so, uh, Josh. Bucknell. Yeah, Josh Dragos. Okay, he won our last giveaway, uh, which was about a month ago. <laughs> and he messaged me the other day. He said, "Hey, just a heads up, I haven't gotten the package yet." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I forgot to send it out." So, um, it's coming, Josh. I promise it is. What's up, Rob? Got all our PDR, uh, our group text going on here. Everybody's watching yeah. our group text. Everybody's checking in on James. Make sure you don't choke. Yep. He should be comfortable now. He got to watch me run from a snake and shit. So, like, he should be like, that's <laughs> all good. I told him, I said, you need to hurry up and get on so you can see this. So, oh, it's ridiculous. But I'm then, you know, looking, looking at our setup here and then looking at his, it's like we're like backwoods camera guys and stuff here. And he's got this nice professional. Hey, I got my going on. I got my shuddy setup going on. Got the Sienna. <laughs> it's a you should shuddy. <laughs> you should have turned all your other lights off. It just had that one. Oh, just the one on the logo. Yeah, yeah. yeah I should have. No. I was trying to get the little shadow effect, but you know, I only got so much to work with. Andy's gonna be paranoid all night because. Uh... <laughs> oh yeah, I'm be like doing this. Uh, so hey y'all be watching and look behind him up top and if y'all see a snake coming down from the top then uh just just type it in here no don't type it like, <laughs> like <laughs> they can't say it call 911. <laughs> do something i'm out <laughs> so uh first off hey uh we'll just go ahead and get this out of the way we need to do this every time but uh go grant Streamyard permission to see your name before making any comments or what we always see, you don't see it yourself, but all we see is Facebook user on our end. And that's why we kind of make fun of you. 
But um, you know, when you're typing it, you see your own name, but we don't we don't see all that through StreamYard. So uh grant StreamYard permission. Let's go from there. So without further ado, let's get our the man of the hour on here. Uh Mr. James Ricci, he's he owns uh you know Black Pelican Meat Pelican. Black Pelican. Black Pelican Media. Okay. <laughs> so all, all the videos we've seen that he has done has actually been for Matt Boyette and Matt's a good friend of ours. And y'all go check out that. And of course, James is going to give you, you know, how you can go check out his stuff and, and maybe even do stuff for you. But um, eventually we're going to get him to do an intro for us. But uh, we've been days. working on that for several months and we still I got have one clip. Yeah. <laughs> I did like forever ago. <laughs> so, so anyway, let's bring him on. What's up, right. What's up, guys? Look yeah. at that clear, crisp camera and shit. Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. You, you think he owned like a media company or something? You would think, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only variable is uh, it's going to get dark back there. So we'll see how long this lasts. We'll, we'll see if we can take it all the way to black. There, there we go. go. Perfect. Well, you, you can put, put a light on you or something. It's going to get dark here, too, when the power goes out. We're supposed to get storms here in a little while, so that should be interesting. <laughs> oh, nice. That should get loud, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be nice and loud. I'll just have to mute myself. <laughs> I'll sit here and smile and nod. <laughs> oh, shoot. So what you been up to today, James? Man, today was a good day. Uh, it was busy, but not too busy. Kind of like that perfect, uh, perfect day that comes once every three weeks, maybe. Get a nice little pretty easy hail car in there and a couple other cars. So, yeah, it's yeah. a good one. Yeah, having a, having a little hail car would be nice. What's the what? What's this? He's telling forty minutes here. Yeah, light. Yeah, he's darkness. Right. Darkness, Charlie Murphy. Yeah, I know it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Evan? See, that's my brother. Yeah, <laughs> have y'all seen that dude i don't know if it's tiktok or instagram or something and he's like this country guy and everything is 250 i do 250 and every every time i see that i'll think of thank you Evan. yeah that's hilarious so uh man, sorry this thing was all bouncing around um so let's get a, a quick background i guess i know you said your story all kind of ties in together but we can just kind of get a a background of how you got started into uh into the pdr world and then we'll kind of move on from that okay yeah so let's start at um i got married really young uh i was 21 and my wife was 20 you too how old were you i was 20 my wife was yeah. 21 <laughs> that's the south man <laughs> yep. that's it if you can't legally drink at your wedding you're getting married young <laughs> <laughs> yeah we gotta hurry and cut this off. We gotta go to school in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, when I when we got married, we were both still in college. Uh, we were both going to college here in Jacksonville at the University of North Florida, and we both had part time jobs. We were full time students, uh, living in a one bedroom apartment for like five hundred dollars a month, and I say like that lifestyle we had a we had a pool we had a hot tub we had <laughs> tennis courts i mean that, that was like the peak of our life basically <laughs> assigned parking spots <laughs> exactly <laughs> so 
Oh. I think between us, that first year of marriage, I think together we on our taxes we made about nineteen thousand dollars. So oh, yeah. that was how that was how we were rolling. We were doing <laughs> fine. Um, but so about man, about a year after we were married, we got pregnant. Well, my wife got pregnant. And uh and I'm I like, hope. okay, well, I guess I need to get a job, a real job. Um and at, at this point I was already in the Marine Corps Reserves. But I still, I didn't have like a, I didn't have a, a 40 hour a week job. Yeah. So <clears throat> I had this friend who's actually uh, one of my pastors at my church named Matt Boyette. And uh, one day never he was heard, like, never hey, heard of her. Yeah. He, worked, he worked for Dent Wizard. And uh, he's like, hey, you want to come to work with me one day and just hang out and just see what it's like? And I was like, sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting a, I'm getting a degree in, uh, healthcare administration, but I'll, sure, I'll go. I need, a, <laughs> I need a real job actually right now. So I remember it. I remember we were at this, uh, this Cadillac dealership here in Jacksonville and a car pulls up and within five minutes, this dude hands Matt like a hundred dollars and drives off. And I'm just like, <laughs> What just happened? Did you, did you just sell drugs to him, or what'd you do? I, you what, know, uh, what year was this? Man, um, so I got married in 04, so this is probably 05. Okay, okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he had he got his grid board out, his yellow grid board, uh, that they used to use back in the day, and uh, I was like, I, I, I couldn't believe it. That, that was he was. As of that moment, he was the, in my little world, he was the richest person I've ever met. You know, of all the people I knew, like, this guy makes more money than anybody I've ever known in my entire life. Caller alert. <laughs> yep. It is crazy, Rob, like how the stories are in there. I probably like hearing these stories of how everybody got in the business. It's you never know what you're going to get. No. So then, uh, Man, I can't remember, you know, how long after that, but I told him, I said, "Hey, man, if uh, if this company you work for is ever hiring, let me know. I want to, I want to work for that company." And so, a couple, I don't know how long later, he's like, "Hey, they're hiring. You want a job?" And I said, "Heck yeah!" And then uh, did a couple interviews at the at the Denny's. <laughs> 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 these these Dent Wizard interviews are hilarious. Mine was Where at McDonald's. You... My second interview was at McDonald's. McDonald's <laughs> at the interstate out here, like five minutes away. <laughs> they they oh were coming through from goodness. somewhere. It's like, hey, you want to meet at the McDonald's? I'm like, I guess. Like, that's, that's <laughs> maybe we, maybe we should have a show with just Dent Wizard guys on how they <laughs> how the interviews went. That'd be hilarious. Would, I would love that show. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to do that. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. And um yeah, so I got hired and went to dent school and uh, my wife was pregnant and I I have pictures of us in uh at the St. Louis Zoo when she's big and pregnant at the arch and uh yeah, that's how that's how it all started. Sweet. And you've been yep. with them ever since. Yeah. Rob, so, I hope you got the moons over Miami. <laughs> <laughs> 
funny. He got a grand slam. Look, Ava was at Jason's deli. We need like Jeremy and them. Uh, Jeremy ain't even watching. Uh, Jeremy was probably at hunting camp when he interviewed or some shit like that. I was about to put down a 10 point. And <laughs> <laughs> no, that's oh, awesome. And uh, yeah. I guess you quickly found out that you could make $100 in five minutes like Matt Boyette <laughs> Good, right? out of school. <laughs> well, even before I went to school, he kind of set me up, on, you know, before I commit, I wanted a job or anything. He set me up on a door with the grid board, which when you don't know anything, you think, oh, well, that grid board is the most, it makes the most sense out of anything. I'll be able yeah. to do that. And yeah. then, of course, I couldn't do anything. <laughs> like, where's yeah. my tip? Where, where are you pushing that? Yeah. Got a drag. You got a drag. That's how you find a tip. <laughs> Exactly. Hey, well, let's let's go back. Um, pre pre dent, um, you were in the Marine Corps. So, from what eighteen to what? Yeah. Uh, it was a, it was a six year. It was a six year commitment. Like back then, uh, when you join the reserves and want money for college, you have to sign up for six years. So, so awesome. I. I I grew up in a just kind of like a blue collar house. Uh, we always had food on the table. Nobody went hungry, but it was kind of like you remember ha uh, your parents having conversations about paying the electric bill. It was kind of like that type of situation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I get it. So, Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we always had but, like my cousins and all that that I'd always go over there because they had all the video consoles and had had all the the you know um cable tv and the air jordans and all that and you know me i'm like my mom would buy shoes from walmart and put a nike sign on it oh no <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like yeah i'm gonna get laughed out of school now we went to the yeah. tanger outlets baby outlet shopping at its best oh my God. is that how you Mark pronounce that tanger i've Andrew, always wondered tanger. what that's yeah I don't tanger. Know. tanger outlets that's it okay yeah. good i'm learning stuff <laughs> my mom i'll be wanting them wranglers she's like i was like they, this ain't the wranglers with the patch on the butt like these are the, the wranglers got the big patch on the waistband like this ain't the same the wrestlers. <laughs> yeah. do, do you remember back in the in 80s or late 80s and early like 90 91 all that when guest jeans the short blue jean overalls so you had the guy's version and then the girl's version, and it was always just a different color triangle guest tag or whatever. Uh -huh. Mom finally got me a pair. You know, I'm like, heck yeah. And they'd all, you know, you'd wear it with the one flap down, you know. She got me the female version. <laughs> <laughs> I had three sisters, and and I didn't know, you know, until I get to school, and all the guys got like the red guests, and I've got the green one, and oh no you found out quick Dude, it, it was oh, yeah. it was always like that man always yes. but okay rompers. Danny, Danny Hager said rompers <laughs> <laughs> or the or the, the MC Hammer pants and stuff you know yeah all right James this is how we do we like okay dig and zag all the yeah, time yeah. I'm down for it just <laughs> if I lose track just remind where I where I was so, okay grow, growing up that's how we grew up uh I was a decent student in school 
Uh, but I didn't have I didn't have it in my head that it was a possibility to kind of go away to college. And that's kind of like what all my friends were like. A lot of my friends were going off to college and that just I didn't even think of that as a possibility. Yeah. So I just right. thought I'm going to go to school in town. Uh, but I, I didn't want to go straight to college. You know, I wanted to do something. And uh, when you when you have money to go off to college, you join the military. <laughs> 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 yeah so yeah I, I signed up for the the marine corps reserves and back then were, were you in the reserves too andy i was okay yeah so it's probably the same similar but when you start you go you go to all your initial training first um it, you know people are out there and their kids are wondering about this kind of thing you uh you go to boot camp you go to your uh they used to call Marine combat training when we were yeah. in, I don't know what they call it now. And then you go to your job school MOS and then school. you go. Yeah. So for me, that kind of, that took about a year. Mm -hmm. um, so I get, I uh, graduate from uh, Marine Corps boot camp on September 7th, 2001. So that was a Friday. <laughs> you always graduate on Fridays at Paris Island, right? Yep. So that Tuesday, I wake up at my parents' house, and there's planes crashed into the World Trade Center. It was 9-11. Oh, yeah. So, of course, you know, I'm just thinking, oh, my gosh. You know, I have no idea what's happening, what's going to happen. A buddy of mine who I went to high school with, we were actually going to – we were trying to go in on the buddy program. But the recruiter convinced us that we that we couldn't do that because my school started a week early. So he 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 called me and said, "Hey man, you got to go a week earlier because your school starts on this date." You know, my job school. Well, Andy knows. Anybody in the military knows those schools Freaking are starting every man, week, bless. every two weeks. There's no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess he needed to make a quota. He needed yeah. to ship somebody off. So. <laughs> My buddy and me didn't get to be in this in the same uh, platoon and boot camp. He was still in boot camp when that happened, and he said he said that the drill instructors were telling him, "You all your contracts are canceled. You're all going to be infantry. You're all going to be bullet shields. Half of y'all are going to be dead within a couple of years." <laughs> you know how it is. Boot camp, son. You're not even you're not even at war yet, but you know they're trying to tell everybody. They're gonna die. Yeah, that's just how it is. Oh yeah, it's a it's a huge mind health, mind fudge. Yes, the whole <laughs> the whole thing. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I talked to a recruiter one time at a college fair or something like that, uh -huh. and uh, for the Marines and and uh, I was in great shape, yeah. but I had three heart surgeries growing up. Oh. <laughs> as soon as soon as he heard that, he said, "We don't want you." Yeah, Ain't nobody good. Uncle Sam doesn't want you. I was like, well, screw you then. Yep. <laughs> but you're good uh, without it. You didn't miss <laughs> yeah. So um. I, I I just went to my normal schools. You know, everything was normal. I went back to check into my unit. It was in uh, Hunter Army Airfield in Savannah, Georgia. Um, there's a there's a Ranger battalion there. That's pretty much I think the third infantry division's at Fort Stewart, but when you're in the reserves, you kind of are in these little satellite places. It wasn't a Marine Corps base at all. 
Yeah, mine so, was behind a technology center at like a college in Nashville. Just some weird <laughs> little building. Like, All right, cool. Let's do it. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. Um, and so, and so, so I get done with that. Come back. I uh, check into my unit. So now it's just one week in a month, two week, two week, uh, two weeks a year in the summer of annual training. So, uh, I do one semester of college. And then in my second semester, uh, my unit calls me up and says, hey, you're, we're getting activated. Uh, report in, you know, this date. And so basically all, the, all those classes I was in, I just withdrew from them. I didn't get any of the, those credits. Go to, go to up to Savannah because I'm still living in Jacksonville. And um, we, it was uh, an air delivery unit. Have you ever heard of that, Andy? Air delivery? Mm-hmm. No. Nah. Yeah. So it's it's not part of the air wing. It's part it's part of a landing support battalion. I'm really not sure why, um, but it's it's uh everything to do with personnel parachutes, um, cargo parachutes, and then dropping air dropping any kind of supplies vehicles um, out of an airplane to troops kind of disconnected from supply lines type mm-hmm. situation. Huh. So they, they activated us for the initial invasion of Iraq. <clears throat> so man, I forget what year that was, but that was, I think 2003, actually 2003. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I did a deployment with that unit. We, we went to Kuwait. And so we were in the rear. I didn't see any kind of combat um, on that deployment because we were back there rigging stuff up to drop to the front lines that were just advancing um, into Iraq quickly without, you know, they're not, there's not a, a established supply lines. Hmm. Kevin Bird, you're welcome. Thanks for saying Bird, that. Man. Yeah. yeah <clears throat> um, so, did that deployment came home um that that is when uh i got married so i met my wife in high school um i got married in that time uh y'all know that part of the story i'll catch back up to (laughs) graduating from dent school right Uh so um when i'm before before i went to dent school that unit in the Marine Corps got disbanded. So the Marine Corps decided they didn't need that many air delivery platoons. They got disbanded and what they do in the, in the act, in active duty, they would just send you to a different place with that same, uh, with that same trade and you would just continue your service somewhere else. But in the reserves, you're just, you're limited by whatever units are within driving distance of you. Right. <clears throat> so, I was like, I'm tired of driving to Savannah once a month. I barely caught that. Oh, yeah. Is- <laughs> oh, here you go. I'll throw it back up for you. Hudson, okay. Hudson's back in back in live action again. I know. He's, he's, back, he's back on Facebook. Look at him. <laughs> <You're only fans. laughs> oh. Okay, so, Tansy. Uh, <laughs> hey, look, Shuddy. I did it. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> so I'm. Um, 
I check into the unit in my hometown, which is an amphibious assault vehicle unit. So Andy knows what that is. That's like, oh, yeah. it's a vehicle that's only the Marine Corps has. No, no other branch has it. It's a tracked vehicle. That you it just it'll it, you drive it off a ship or you can drive it into the water. It's tracked and then it also has jets on the back, so it's a Marker. boat. Inner. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that. So I I I hadn't even checked into that unit. I was I went to dent school and then I was gonna check in when I got back, and um. That unit had already they they did a deployment. They got activated and they were on the front lines of the invasion in Iraq. So mm. all those dudes are kind of already seen combat, and I was just a uh, pogue at that point, right? Just, you know, and um, so, but I but I did have jump wings, and you get jump wings, and in the Marine Corps, once you do several jumps, you get gold jump wings and so usually the only people that have those are people that are in uh recon battalion or force recon or marsoc but also parachute riggers get them because we have to we have to jump the parachutes that we pack yeah. <clears throat> and so people kind of think you're cooler than you are when you have that <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> I got gold wings. Yeah, yeah. And bow the, down. So in the army, they wear all kinds of badges on their oh, yeah. camouflage. In the Marine Corps, there's only a few that they allow you to wear. You know yeah. why? Because the army don't like to iron their shit, so they get covered up with badges. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a jab. Yes. Got a jab. Yes. That's it. That's what we do. Um, that's right so when i'm i'm in dent school and i get an email saying uh the unit the unit's getting activated report in on this date so <laughs> i this was kind of like right before thanksgiving time i go home i'm there for like two days i think i worked like a half day with matt just because i was excited about it right and then I check in, and now I'm on active duty again. Oh, God. So that, so uh, I still was at home for a little bit before they shipped us up to uh, Camp Lejeune mm -hmm. to do a workup. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't, you know, right away. I was still at home for maybe a couple weeks. But, man, that was, that was crazy. Your stories are way cooler than mine. I'm like, uh, yeah, I went to Quantico for two weeks, and I went to – uh, the damn desert at 29 Palms for two weeks. That's about it. <laughs> that's the one thing I never did was I never went to 29 Palms. Oh, it sucked ass. We guarded ammo out there sucks. for training. We was guarding ammo, which we had a really cool gunny, female gunny, and she's like, man, we're miserable out here. Like, I don't give a shit. Y'all kick back and relax and shit. So we actually got away with that when I was like, all right, cool, because they, they separated me from the unit because we had to have, like, you know, people from each unit go kind of do that. And I yeah. was the lucky one, so they're like, ah, chill. <laughs> like, All right, cool. <laughs> what was your job again? I forget. I was 0151. I was an admin clerk in a okay. in infantry unit, so I was basically infantry with a laptop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had everybody come so, in at the end of the month. I ain't got paid. I'm like, I'm a damn Lance Corporal. What do you want me to do about it? <laughs> Talk we'll to your staff sergeant. We'll get, I'll catch back up to this subject, but – 
people sleep on admin clerks, but it depending on the unit you're in, if you're if you're in the Marine Corps, you're carrying a rifle. Oh, if yeah. they need somebody to do something, you're you know, you're getting pulled for that duty real quick. Yep. And still gotta worry about everybody's pay and shit. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We'll see, Rob. Rob said he's got different troops to entertain. So. See you, Rob. <laughs> okay, so. so yeah. oh, okay, you want me to. The, be, the best Marine Corps stories are still. Come on. Still let's, on the hop. Let's do it. I love it. Okay, so. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm enjoying shit out of it. I get, I get in this uh, amphibious assault vehicle unit. Uh, AVs, they call them Amtraks or tracks. Um. I check into this place and, you know, there's basically what uh, they call line platoons, which are like the combat guys. So the AAV crewmen, everybody that goes on the on the AAV maintenance guys, uh, all the all the people that that's their trade. And then what's the other platoon called, Andy? I don't know. I zoned out. I was looking at David White shit. I ain't okay. going to lie. So all the all the cool people are in line platoons because that's mm -hmm. the type of unit you're in. And then there's this other platoon in every Marine Corps unit with all the misfits called the headquarters platoon. Oh, okay. Headquarters. HQ, you, yeah. That's where you were. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so, I must have been in it because I don't – I'm like, oh, it's just normal shit. Yeah, you, you were. <laughs> shit bag. <laughs> so this is basically everyone who – their job specialty is not whatever the unit specialty is. Right. And it, in the, in the reserves, it's even worse because you have people that are coming from other, other specialties that have nothing to do with this, with this unit. Right. But every Marine's a rifleman. So, Oh yeah. And most of the time in the Marine Corps, you're not doing anything really that has to do with your job. You're just doing stuff. Right. Yeah, I was in supply for a while as you're an admin clerk. I'm like, they're like, hey, you're gonna go to supply for a while. I'm like, all right, like, yeah. whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, so they, th there's another big twist to where they take they take this Amtrak unit, and then they're gonna cross train this whole company. Instead of doing Amtraks, we're gonna do small river boats. <clears throat> Okay, so there's this, the Marine Corps used to have these small boat uh, companies or platoons, they were called Raiders, um, they used to have these little boats and they would kind of be part of infantry battalions or something, I don't know, but at some point they, they got rid of it, mm -hmm. but so there's this, in Iraq, there's this huge hydroelectric dam in a, a town called Haditha called the Haditha dam. And this thing is like, this dam is not third world. I mean, this thing is huge. It was hmm. at, at the time it was one of the biggest structures I'd ever seen in my life. So uh, the Marine Corps somehow got tasked with uh, providing the security on either side of this dam in the water, oh. but they, they got rid of their small boat uh, units. So now they have to, for every deployment, for every six-month period uh, or six, seven, eight months, forget what it was, 
they have to train a new reserve unit to come do this job just for this short period of time. And so we went to Camp Lejeune and basically all the amphibious assault vehicle crewmen, they all got trained on how to drive the boats, captain the boats, and be gunners on these boats. So they're like a 40-foot safe boat. Have you ever heard of safe boats? They make mm-hmm. stuff for like the Coast Guard. So they have they have like this ballistic uh, protection around it, kind of like knee-high. It looks like foam. They're supposed to not be able to sink. Huh. So it's kind of like a Coast Guard-looking boat, but there's no – there's a center console, but there's no, nothing's on the inside. Like there's no, there's no glass or anything. It's just like a center console fishing boat, basically. Okay. Yeah. Two, two machine gun mounts up front, one in the back. That, that's what it was. And it had huh. uh, two jet engines in it, uh, jet motors. So it could go in shallow water. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what it was. So, <clears throat> Of course, I'm I'm brand new to this unit. They're I'm not sorry. gonna. They're not my gonna trust just touched my ankle. <laughs> you thought it was a snake. <laughs> it scared the shit out of me. This thing's got me messed up. Sorry, James. It's just yeah. That was the that was the best part of this was seeing you with that deal with that snake. So don't sorry. apologize. <laughs> so yeah, any anybody that wasn't on here in the beginning, uh, yeah, Andy had a snake in the shop and all the way leading up to the show and you know amanda came and saved the day i had to, I had to the, call my wife to drive up here to got, take a snake out yeah. so now andy's paranoid thinking there's snakes all in the I, shop yeah if y'all see me looking like this i'm looking for that son of a bitch <laughs> i thought he snuck up on me with my uh, shoelace goodness. <laughs> so you had to be trained on on running and boats. operating on these awesome boats and yeah but uh, of course i'm in the i'm in this misfit platoon where they don't know me I, they're not going to train me how to uh captain or drive one of these boats you know it's kind of like a more tight-knit situation and so i'm not getting picked to do any of that cool stuff so we get i'm in this group that we get stuck training how to be uh basically infantry men on these boats <clears throat> So we learned how to do we learned how to do those inflatable ribbed boats, kind of like you'd see the yeah. seals drive around in with an outboard motor. We learned how to do those things. We, we just they were kind of just keeping us busy, I think. Yeah. Uh, they gonna let you be still. They're like, we gotta find some shit for these guys to do. Like, <laughs> did they did right. they train did they train you to shoot while the boat's moving in water? <laughs> <laughs> or do they just throw that, you out there and say, hey? <laughs> they did have uh, ranges that they would take you to, but like it's not. There's nobody recording any kind of hits or misses in, in a situation like that. <laughs> so, yeah, we basically were training to be infantry guys on these boats the whole time, but we really didn't know what, what to expect. And we're also yeah. we're also part of that headquarters platoon is all of the uh, guys who drive trucks which would come to be an important part of what what ended up happening um i'll get to it in a minute but so anyways i'll fast forward we go to we go to haditha all the cool boat guys half of them are at at the 
bottom of the river, which it's the Euphrates River. What's up, Tim Walsh? Half of the boat guys are at the top, which with these huge dams, it just makes a huge lake. So they basically are at this beach situation, and they're on both sides of the dam. They're just doing patrols. Yeah. <clears throat> and and what are you? What are they going to do with with the rest of us? So at at the time, this was uh, 2006. I think we're up to. IEDs are like the the big thing. Kevin likes yeah. boats. We didn't know that, Kevin. That's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> big damn secret. He owns more boats than any dent guy. <laughs> we know. His boats cost more than my shopping house put together. Like all of them. <laughs> he doesn't even sell old boats. He just keeps them and keeps buying new ones. Puts them on the wall. <laughs> so at the time in Iraq, the big, uh, the big danger was the IEDs, which was like uh, the yeah. improvised roadside bombs, and so they put everyone that's basically in these in this headquarters platoon. Okay, we're we're gonna do mounted patrols around the around the dam area to patrol for people placing IEDs and just to look for IEDs and stuff. So we're just going to do uh, mounted patrols around. So that's what we did while we were at Haditha. We're doing mounted patrols around, around the dam. Um, huh. And at the time, uh, no, none of the boats had seen any kind of, any kind of dangerous situation. And before the, before the old unit left, they were still here. We're doing what's called uh rip relief in place so you kind of go out with the old guys they kind of teach you the ropes and uh we find an ied and blow it up and so the the it was crazy the dangerous the dangerous role ends up being the guys out riding around on these trucks because it's hard to put an ied uh in a in the water thank you guys for your service wow Sorry to hear that. Right on Facebook user. Mm-hmm. So um, we I, we're we're doing that for a while. We we're living inside this dam. Um, crazy experience, man. Oh, I can only imagine. And just, so the dam. Awesome. Apparently, this dam was built by people from a country called Azerbaijan. I'd never heard of it up until then. And so the all of the guys doing security on the actual dam were from this country, Azerbaijan, because people from that country are supposedly the ones who helped build that dam. So it was kind of like a thing of national pride yeah. that that dam was. And so you had these guys, these foreign guys, um, all around this this dam that we that we were interacting with of course all their weapons are different and everything so that was yeah. kind of that was kind of cool and oh, you start man. talking to people that you, you don't even know that their country you never even heard if of it existed right <laughs> that's crazy <clears throat> so we're there for a while and then we get we get word that there's there's this town in the south south of where we're at called uh ramadi that's things are kind of heating up there and 
come to find out if you if you have listened to Jocko podcast, um, that ends up being called the Battle of Ramadi, like this whole time frame, which of course, you know, nobody knows who Jocko is at this point. Nobody knows who Chris Kyle or any of those guys are. So well somebody in that area um heard that there were these boats up at Haditha and they said, Hey, we're you know, we're having a time down here. Things seem peace more peaceful up there. Can you guys come down here with some of your boats and help us help us out? And so they took they took that company, which was already we were already kind of the boat people were kind of spread thin. They kind of couldn't leave where they were at because they were kind of on call because there was no there was no rotating. There was just kind of just enough people. They they split that thing in half. So half of the boats we put on trailers and we took half we took four of those boats down to Ramadi in Iraq. So all of this is in the uh, Al Anbar province. So we we take we trailer these boats down to down to Ramadi and they're like, okay, we need you to kind of get ready to start uh, helping us on on these missions where they're doing push they're doing these pushes through the city and people are just crossing the Euphrates River and then there's a canal kind of on either side of the city and so yeah. terrorists were able to just jump off uh, evade our forces on that on that what's up will on those the canal on the <clears throat> on the river so we get there in uh sorry will James got ready for, I feel like we're doing an episode of 30 for 30 or something like <laughs> he's all ready for it yeah. okay so uh we get there and there's no there are no boat ramps there's no, there's no boat lifts. There's no way to put these boats in the water. So we, we had to scout the, the area. And there are, there's also dams there, really small dams that mm -hmm. the boat can't traverse. So you have to, you have to have ways to get into that, these rivers and canals on either side of them. So you have, we had to scout a bunch of spots to try to find somewhere with a, a grade to where yeah. we could put the boats in and take them out you find some spots well this ends up being like a at, at a couple of the spots they were rocky enough and they were a good enough grade to where you could do it without any improvements mm -hmm. but on one of the spots that was kind of going to end up being our main spot you we we put a we would put a boat in a couple of these spots you put a boat in fine and then you pull that pull that truck and trailer out. These are seven ton trucks carrying these boats. Gotcha. But then what happens is you put a boat in, you put another boat, you put four boats in, right? You're just you're rutting that thing yeah. up. Then you go to get the boat out. Well, this is this is stuff we did we didn't practice any of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't no training for that. <laughs> so you're and this is not on a base. This is just out in out in you know random place Iraq where there's bad guys, you just go to this place, kind of set up a security perimeter, and like hey, this is our boat ramp. 
you know, for a minute. Sure. And then we're going to bounce. But we end up getting just in a bog, basically, at one point. Because you start trying to pull that heavy boat out. Well, you know, all these guns, all this ammo, these guys. And, uh, ew, they were getting stuck. And we yeah. had to pull – we had to get another – these are kind of confined – situations too it's not just a big open area there'd be like a bridge or a road and it'd be very limited so it, w- it wouldn't be just as easy as uh you know maybe hook another truck to it and pull it out and yeah. that's ended up what we would do is we we had to hook another truck to that truck pull it out but in very limited tight spots like it was a nightmare oh i can only and imagine so this whole first part of us being there was like all it was was trying to figure out how we're going to get these boats in and out of the water. And so that yeah. ended up being uh, kind of my main role was helping to figure this situation out because, you know, the other, all the other guys are, I think I was a sergeant at the time. All the other sergeants are boat captains and other, other yeah. responsibilities. So that's, I get, this is, I'm, I'm tasked with ha- trying to figure this out. And what's up, Jeremy? So <laughs> we also, there's, there's nobody that's like an engineer, like a trained engineer that knows how to do anything. And there's no, we're not pouring concrete or anything. So yeah. we go through this whole trial and error situation where we just, we pour gravel, like tons of gravel. And that works for a minute, but then it's yeah, too muddy it's... and that gravel, you know, it, it gets, so we come up with this idea of we're going to put – they had these things called Air Force panels. or uh, they, they were these uh, aluminum panels that you can basically – they're probably two feet by ten feet, and they link together. They kind of snap together like flooring, and yeah. you can create an entire airstrip like huh. anywhere. So we're like, okay, well, we'll let's get these things – hook them together, bolt them together, and then we'll get a machine to help to kind of set them in there. Well, guess what? We found out those things float. So <laughs> we're just a bunch of clowns out here trying to – and people are a- asking us to come, like, support different missions, and we're like, we, we can't. We're trying to – We're just trying to get a boat in the, in the middle of the water. <laughs> I think I like the family guy with Peter Griffin trying to pack the car in and like takes 500 times to try to get the boat in. Do you guys, there's a, there's a YouTube channel and on Instagram that the guy sets up a camera across from a boat ramp boat in ramp. Miami. You yeah. know what I'm talking oh, about? It's hilarious. <laughs> it's great. There's one like drowning, like it's going underwater. They're just trying to get to the dock to get off. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing? If well, I don't own a boat because I don't know I, I don't know what the hell I'm doing with a boat, so I ain't even gonna act like it. Go buy one and tear it up. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so what? Uh, what year did you get out and come back and and start on your your dent career? Okay, so um, that deployment lasted a seven or eight months. That was um, 2006. I think okay. so about a, about a year had passed, um, since I've been at school. Okay. So I, I, I came home, um, you know, ready to get started with my, 
career with Dent Wizard. Hadn't pushed a single dent, you know, <laughs> for the whiz. And uh, they, I was gone from, you know, I've basically gone from home for like 14 months. Um, and did, I, I didn't mention it, but we ended up having my first kid like a week before I left. Oh, shit. So, you know, at that point I was like, I'm not, I'm not re-enlisting. Like this is, I'm, yeah, I'm done after this. <laughs> now, were you, were you gone for a constant that whole time without any kind of leave? So when, when I was in Iraq, I was gone that whole time. Yeah. But before we left for Iraq, we were in North Carolina at Camp Lejeune. Yeah. And I did get to come home one time while we were there to see my son born. Wow. <clears throat> Goodness. Yeah. So I, I come back. And so I told you um, I knew Matt, but at this at this church, Matt was at, at this church I went to. But seriously, there was there was five or six PDR guys that worked for Dent Wizard at like everybody that did PDR in Jacksonville went to this church. And now they all work. Now they <laughs> all so, work for Matt. so one of them one of them worse for matt that back then was like 12 years old the son of a pdr tech (laughs) who he ended up working for dent wizard for a little bit but yeah so man it was a it was really the best situation you could ask for as far as like being mentored um when i got when I got back, they were, they were wanting to send me back to St. Louis to retrain. And Goodness. all these guys were like, no, you're not, you're not sending him to St. Louis. Like that's, that's not even a question. And I'm like, dang, y'all just tell them like, <laughs> like you just tell them that. And they're like, dude, you're not going to St. Louis. We'll train you here. I'm so I was like, boy, okay, yeah. that's how this is. <laughs> Kind of learned real quick uh, the power structure of things, right. which is you, it's crazy. <laughs> so, um, man, I was just mentored by the best guys. Um, a, a lot of those guys are now competitors in da- in Jacksonville. Some of them work for Matt. Uh, a couple of them, Will, that commented he. Yeah. Um, he was at that church. He came, he started working for Dent Wizard after me. Um, I think there's, there's, uh, one other guy, uh, Matt's brother, Mark, he still works for Dent Wizard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it was, uh, it was, it was probably the best situation I've heard of in Dent Wizard as far as like people working together. Like there was, you know, it was just, it was, it was awesome. I couldn't have, I couldn't have had a better situation and a better Very mentorship awesome. by all these guys. Yeah. So. Yeah. Matt called me. Matt called me before the show. He's like, James is nervous, and you, you don't see that. <laughs> <at all. Anyway. laughs> no. So, so we know you're uh, you were married. <clears throat> your son was born. You didn't really get to see him much. How many kids do you have? Right now? I have four kids. Yeah. So and my what, oldest is what ages? Sixteen. Four, basically they're about they're all about two years 16 okay. 14 12 every two years about. every two years yeah. you get bored. About, you know. <laughs> and yeah we we got them all in a uh, very short period of time 
How many boys? How many girls? It was boy, girl, boy, boy. Oh, yep. Nice. Yeah. I bet you know the girl spoiled then. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. And she's yep. uh, she's fourteen. Whoo! Just wait. Yeah. Just wait. Yeah. I know. Uh, I'm not. My, old, my oldest is eighteen. She's graduating, <laughs> and my youngest is ten. Yeah. What a crazy this. He's got to fix his lighting. It's still, yeah. it still look good with the, I know. Uh, but uh man. Yeah. Getting some more of our crew on here. Yep. Yeah. So um, tell us how Black Pelican Media, I want to get into that because I mean you that's obviously an awesome production yeah, thing so, going on. Yeah. So man, it kind of started with it, it there was a, a point where um do you, you guys have Google Photos? Where you, it kind of saves all your photos and you can scroll back through them. Yeah. So yeah. when when I found that, that was so cool. I started putting all my stuff on there, and I was scrolling back and I saw a video of my oldest son as a little you know a little boy, and I you could hear his voice, oh. and I was like, oh my gosh! I think <laughs> you know, I was like. I should have been taking more videos of my kids when they were young. Like you're, mm -hmm. I'm never going to get that little boy back. I'm never right. going to hear that voice ever again. And then I was like, dude, I'm going to start taking, I'm going to start videoing everything. <laughs> <laughs> All in. <laughs> so like a light bulb moment. That was like, I think the first thing I ever bought was one of those gimbals that hold your cell phones. Yeah. That was probably the first piece of like video gear that I ever bought. And then the next thing was probably a GoPro. And then it just escalated. Dude. Yeah. I still got a gimbal. I got a gimbal and I still don't know how to work it. I'm like, I hit the button and it flips all around. I'm like, son of a bitch. I quit. It's in the, it's at home somewhere. I, I gave up. Yeah. So, so that uh, thing was cool. Yeah. What, um, what year did you start kind of getting into all that? Man, it's so probably about 2017, maybe I'd say 2016, 2017. And then whenever I really got into like real cameras was uh, I was making I was just making videos like travel videos, yeah. like the first real videos that I was I think I bought, you know, I bought like the legit software. And so I, I think the first videos that were legit that I made were we took a trip to Yellowstone. And so I just made videos of our trip to Yellowstone that I yeah. thought were cool. And uh, one of my friends saw it and was like, hey, will you film my wedding? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. crazy with this shit. I don't think I can, I don't want that kind of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're like, no, it's, it's okay. We, we weren't going to hire a videographer. So if you mess it up, it'll be fine. And I was like, Okay, I'll I'll do it, but like I'm I'm not gonna charge you because I feel like I'm gonna I'm not gonna get anything good. I I, I would feel bad. So that can't kind of I I just started researching on uh just YouTube University cameras lenses. That's kind of when I really got serious because I was like, dude, I don't want to screw this guy's yeah. wedding video up. <laughs> and so I, I just started renting like nice gear 
rented yep. a really really nice cameras, really nice lenses. What uh, um, what cameras are you using? So what I what the first camera I ever rented, it's the same cameras I still use now. It's a Sony A seven three. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, um, I did I did that wedding. They you know they loved it. Yeah. I kind of you know I um a lot of slow motion you know kind of like a music video type situation and uh then other people started asking me to do their weddings and i was like okay like this this could be something cool um and i ended up doing several weddings and making like really good money doing that yeah. but and i actually having a blast like I've, I loved every wedding that I've filmed. Um, but like I'm almost 40 years old and like the, the, I don't really, I'm, I'm having less and less commonality with a 22 year old <laughs> bride. And you know, this is who you're dealing with. And I'm yeah. just like, I'm like, I'm, I don't want to, we just want to sit here and take selfies of ourselves. And, <laughs> yeah. Well, I had a I had a still photography business, and um, okay, yeah, I, I used to do everything from newborn sessions to especially you know weddings and and stuff. And then I got I got so sick and tired of that same stuff with weddings and dealing not necessarily with the bride and groom. It was always the mama of the bride. Oh my god, stuff like that. Yes. And yeah, so the last wedding I shot was for the guys first wedding the ladies second they were in their 50s okay she had a kid that was 18 graduating so the man's mom who was 80 something was going to foot the bill for the you know which to sign a contract at the end of that day i get the check or whatever for the rest of it she comes up to me at the end of the well number one i wanted to take the lady over right to the college right next to where they're getting married because they have what we call the the isle of oaks it's just a street with oak trees wow and yeah tons i mean we get tons of anyway she told me as soon as i walked in she said you ain't taking her over there this woman was 50 something years old she can go wherever the hell she wants to go i'm like don't worry about you, you ain't gonna have to see the pictures my, wa- anyway. my wife about, <laughs> yeah, my wife about lost it and i about lost it with the lady finally i was like okay so we just left but at the end of the night the lady comes I, I take the last shots of them in the limo and them driving off and the old woman says um can i pay in installments <laughs> oh said, you gotta get paid up front <laughs> no, said, no man, time to go. <laughs> so one of their best friends oh, no. we followed them to their house and they wrote us a check out of their personal account and then when they got back off of their honeymoon they paid them back oh and wow. wow i said i'm done so I stayed with doing ballpark pictures, baseball, and making great money there. <laughs> I feel like the best. Like, I hate. <laughs> I I enjoyed that, and like I'm glad that I did that. Like those those videos are. I I love the things that I've made for these people, and you know they love them. But like I think the the most entertaining part of that whole industry is getting in these Facebook groups and hearing people's stories about weddings, dude. It is insane. And you, yeah. you think these stories are not real? No, they just, they are common. 
like yeah. the, the craziest <laughs> things that you you have ever heard happen at weddings. Right. It's just a it's a mix Crazy. of family getting together, usually lots of alcohol. Yeah, dude, it gets it gets weird. I I, I I take that back. The last one I did, I came uh -huh. out of retirement to do, was uh, my cousin's wedding. Uh -huh. And so they decided to not invite everybody to the wedding ceremony, but have a big reception. I didn't charge. They they knew that. The agreement was, I said, I'm not charging, but I'll, I'll shoot it and I'll shoot the reception, but I get to drink all I want to drink. <laughs> so at the reception, I walk up to the bride. And I'm talking to her, and I have my camera in one hand and the beer in the other. And whoever, whoever's talking with her looks at me and says, that's not very professional. I said, what? She's like, drinking on the job. I mean, you're getting paid. I said, I ain't getting paid shit. This is my pay. <laughs> I walked off and like, shut up. Just, wow. Bonnie, Bonnie, don't be scared. Just don't be the people we're talking about, and you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, don't Man. Yeah, hire you know hire somebody to do a job just like they do with us. You hire yes. somebody to do that job, let them do their job. Right. But anyway, so the wedding the wedding thing I'm I'm um I'm having less and less in common with dealing with younger women, and I'm feeling you know weird kind of being yeah. in those situations. You're you're kind of there when they're getting ready and stuff, and I'm like, dude, what am I doing? This is not appropriate. <laughs> so I uh, back up a little bit. Dent Wizard actually paid for, after I finished my college degree, Dent Wizard paid for me to get uh, an MBA. So I have a, oh, wow. I have a kind of a business background. So I'm like, man, I need to go more in this direction. I know way more about business than I do about weddings. You yeah. know, I'm going to just go in this direction. I think I can be more helpful in the long run. Um, so but you. in, uh, in 2020, Whenever everything kind of, whenever everything shut down, um, 2020 was when um, Matt Boyette left Dent Wizard and started his own, his own company. Yeah. And um, he sent me a video, man, I think it was a, um, a video that Mobile Tech RX had done or, you know, I, I can't remember. It was a really well done uh, video. And he said, Hey, could you make, could you make this for me? And I was like, heck yeah, I can, I can make that for sure. Yeah. And he had a, he had a buddy, he had another buddy who's like his, he's full time. Like he, he used to work in Hollywood for a minute. Now he's a full time, you know, uh, videographer. And he's like, well, my buddy says, you know, he's, he's wanting to do it for me. And this is what he'll charge. I'm like, dude, I'll, I'll do it for, just, just tell me basically. Yeah. Just tell me what you'll pay me and I'll do it for you. <laughs> I'm basically not doing anything right now. <laughs> That's awesome. I think His video, that, your videos are killer with him. I love them. Yeah, man. And so really seeing what happened with that, how that helps, how that helps him. And yeah. he says like, if he can, if he can get somebody to click on his link on on a Google AdWords, can click to go to his website and they watch that video, he knows that they're gonna they're calling him. Like yeah. he's the one they're gonna use to fix their dent. And so right. like uh whenever I kind of 
whenever he's t- t- telling me this, I'm like, man, that's kind of cool. That's that's amazing. Right. So it was like really got interested in just doing stuff like that of, of like origin story type stuff yeah. um, to help people, you know, put together uh, in a kind of a, a cinematic and well-told story of their, of where, you know, of their business, of who they are and who their business is. Um, and really seeing him uh, have so much success with that was really kind of the start of me doing that kind of more seriously. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's awesome, man. We love watching them and seeing that. And I know exactly what video you're talking about. And dude, I mean, it's, it's amazing. That's the one I think I showed everybody like, I think yeah. you sent it to me or something. I was like, y'all got to check this out. Like, this dude's for real. Like, it was awesome. I sent it to everybody. Yeah. And every every time, you know, you do something else for Matt, then he'll send, he'll send it to us, like, in text and stuff. I'm yeah. Like, oh, this is I awesome. like the one that was the it. guy fell off the ladder or something like that. <laughs> it was like, how Man. <laughs> I thought for sure. I was like, dude, this is going to go viral. <laughs> but as far as I know, it hasn't. But I don't, yeah. I don't understand why that video is hilarious. The guy moaning, yeah, <laughs> he was the funniest part of that. I don't want to laugh at it, but at least he was hard enough to be like, all right, yeah, uh, you can use it. Like it's, you know, oh he laughed himself. Goodness, about it. yes. Mandy, we yeah. have it. But no, you just gave. It. Okay, well now that she's kind of giving it away. Um, so yeah, we're gonna do a giveaway tonight. Um. Our friends at Anson and our good friend John Vadim sent us some glue to try nice. out and stuff. The new uh, Dent Reaper. A, yeah, yeah, I've perfect. had a hail car that I've used it on and a couple other things, and it, it works great. So Yeah, I was testing it out yesterday. I didn't think I'd have something to use it on, but I was pulling. There's a 21 Tahoe, so the, the driver door edge, they opened it, and it you know how it bends the edge of the door back. So straightening that out, and, of course, where the panel's glued, I was using that and um to try and get that release back out flattening out and it was it was pulling really well really well um so yeah we were we, blessed for them to give us some you know some glue and stuff so we want to give back with we, we want to get in people's hands so this is a good way to get into people's hands so we can get some unbiased opinions about it i yep. think it's perfect but i also love john Vidine, so it's hard for me to not make an unbiased opinion about it so so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna send a pack of that out uh, of course with some koozies stickers and then one of Anson's uh, leather sandals. Those things are stout. Like, I opened the yeah. box. I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> it's leather. <laughs> they smell so, good. It makes the car smell brand new. So, so real quick, uh, the question is, what branch of military was James in? First comment wins it. Yep, it's also available on Anson Tool Van Biggs. Yes, it is. And I think if you order anything from Anson, you'll get a free pack of it, too, but. We try and give it away too. So just tell us what branch James was in, and you win it. Oh, there, there you go, James. James well, I know. Actually, Will was first. Will, yep, he sure was. Will, Will Garcia was first. Um, nice. Will actually gave me a like an original uh, book copy of the Diary of Guadalcanal. Have you ever heard of that book? Yeah. But he get this thing is like. It look it, it looks like it's a hundred years old, but it is it's one of my coolest things that I have. So, yeah, Will knows Will knows what branch I was in. 
Hey, Big awesome. said from the app, you get a free pack. So order from Anson's app, order some tools or whatever, and you'll get a you'll free get a pack, free of, glue pack too. of glue. Yep. So there you go. So, um, so uh, Will, I'll, you know, of course, I'll get with you or Andy will, and we'll get your. Uh, I don't have any koozies, so you got to do it. Yeah, I mean, I'll do it, and I'll, <laughs> I'll be like Josh, you know, Dragos, and it'll take me a month to send it out to you. So I'll remind you. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just, it just slipped my mind. And, oh uh, yeah. It so happens. what I need to do is tomorrow is I'm going to make a point out of going and shipping Josh's off and I'm going to send wheels out. And I've got two other things I've got to ship off to that I haven't done since MTE. You might um, be on your way up here tomorrow. I don't know. And hopefully, <laughs> um, is it getting, is it raining there? That's rain right now, but yeah, it's, it's about to hit. So I, I didn't know if it was rain or snakes. Again, guys. Let me go ahead and turn my phone off. My family's fine, everybody. My family is fine. Don't check on them. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, Arkansas got tore up. Yeah. We seen some tore pictures up. from some of that Corey Nichols hail. It's like, ooh, it ain't no Nichols hail. <laughs> it's no, it, it's pretty nasty. Drago said you can put some glue in there. <laughs> I, I probably will, Josh. Yeah, yeah, that's the least you can do since yeah. you made him wait like a year. I know. Shit. I, I'll put some <laughs> in there, buddy. No, I, I definitely will. Um, but yeah, uh, y'all, you know, when you get it, test it out and, and let them know. So anyway, back we'll to back, yeah, back to this well, guy down here. So you're not just doing like, I mean, we know, but you're not just doing, you know, like Matt Boyette stuff. You're doing, you got some other companies you do a lot for too, right? Yeah. Um, I've done stuff for like real estate agents, other small businesses. Right now I'm working with a, uh, like an HVAC company. Um, and it's, a lot of it's cool. I mean, I, there's a lot of it that I like about it, but man, uh, doing stuff for people in the dent business is definitely uh, much more fun. We're, we're just dumb dick guys. We're like, yep, looks great. Perfect. <laughs> Roll it. So, so yeah, not, try, not trying to get like too much out of you on pricing, but just, just say that the initial video of Matt, if yeah. you're doing that now for another dent guy, stuff like that, how much are you charging for that now? So it would depend on the travel is really what it would depend on. Well, minus the travel, just the, the yeah. shooting. I mean, you know, we're, you would have to yeah. add on the travel fees and stuff like that, but yeah. just the video. So if I just did, if I just did that one video, probably about $3,000 okay. for that. Yeah. for And it's high quality. So <laughs> yeah. And like Matt said, he gets a lot of, he knows that when a customer clicks on that and watches it, he's going to get that customer in the door. So a lot of yeah man so a lot of our i was talking to kevin today just our our industry is is so young that if you if you if you look at certain things just like if you look at how um how people market uh just how competitive we are like as far as uh how we're competing for retail business yeah. we're still very in, in our infancy um so if you, there's some, uh, I'd love to give everybody just kind of some uh, exclusive ginger bros tips on uh, marketing their businesses. There's a couple that I, that I see that there's just a lot of opportunity. Um, one would be to do 
do whatever you can to differentiate yourself from your competitors. If you go look at most websites, everybody's website is basically the same. Yep. So there is there is a lot of opportunity to differentiate yourself from a competitor because especially in the in the retail market of uh, PDR, it's heavily driven by Google Ads. And so you ha you literally have a few seconds to get somebody's attention to differentiate yourself before they, you know, they're on to the next person. And if yep. they usually if somebody has an established business to where they're confident enough to do retail work and they have a decent website, they're going to have the experience. They're going to have the before and afters. Like, what is it? What is it that's going to differentiate you from that other guy? Um, and so think, thinking yeah. through that, thinking through, you know, who you are, what your values are and how you're going to uh, differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Basically, it's a it's you have all the opportunity in the world to do it. Um, so there, it only takes a little bit right now. Yeah. To one up your competition in that, in that area. And, and you and gotta, yeah. and you gotta keep on top of that, you know, as far as scoping the competition out and what they've got. Yeah. Like, like with me, I'm the only one in my whole area that's actually got a, a website. That's crazy to me. And, <laughs> I'm the only I'm the only one yeah. in my whole area that does high quality before and after photos and video. Wow. So that's amazing. But yeah. I, I but I stay on that because I want to I want to make sure my customers know yeah what they're getting ahead of time. And yeah. But yeah, like uh y'all, I mean, you know, Jacksonville's a saturated market. Uh yeah. so it it's you've got to stay on your game um in areas like that. Me it's a little bit different. I've been loving TikTok. Like I love playing on TikTok. <laughs> I have a blast with that. Yeah, you're pretty. You're pretty funny. I've been uh, like liking your TikTok too. It's called boredom in the shop. Like, and I'll just get yeah. ideas. Like my one with the little dental. Like I was sitting here working. I was like, I got little dentals. I had just seen that video. I was like, light bulb, and I ran over and grabbed it and started did that video or whatever. I love that. my favorite one so far. Yeah, and if you. Uh, a lot of people are in I'm your situation to... where there's not much competition and it's not that hard to stand out. But, but as of right now, in, in our industry, there's, there are no big players putting money into that. You yeah. know, the big players are not advertising for retail right now. And, you know, Dent Wizard is a huge company and they take a long time to change their strategies, but sooner or later, that juggernaut is going to enter that that retail market. Yeah, I don't know why you they have shit. Like they're all on wholesale, and I get wholesale is good money and it's like volume, but man, that retail market—if to have the money they have to push it with, you know, advertisement and stuff—it'd be freaking huge. They well, just, you know, if you think too, like if um, you got a big hailstorm, like I, I really wish I'd have known from my big hailstorm I had last year. Um, if I'd have known about you then, <laughs> I, I would have, you know, if you take advantage of that and do a high quality video like that, you know, really showcasing what you're doing at the moment with hail and all that. And the next storm that hits, people are seeing that ahead of time. 
Right. And they're like, I'm going to these guys, you know, right here. Um, so your, adva- your advantage now, Brandon, is like you don't really have any competition now, but you, you got to build your brand yeah. knowing that five years from now, 10 years from now, there's going to be some major players spending some major money in your market. Yeah. But you have a you have a head start to establish yourself before before those big players start. Let, let's hope by the end that uh, we can like expand and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's like talking with with Matt Moore last week and stuff, and and uh, about his logo and all that. And I'm like, look, people, you know, your my logo is not made for marketing. But because I'm not trying to market my business as like expanding it and stuff like that, um, compared to like Matt Moore with Easy Easy Dent, you know, his yeah. is a, a a logo that he can market it for that specific thing, no matter where it's at. If it's in Atlanta, if it's somewhere else, you know, in a different part of the country, that look brand- your logo yeah. up. I'm not. Yeah. I forget what it looks like. Mine's just my my company. Um, but it, it's it's not. Eventually, I'll probably rebrand. Yeah, in a couple of years. And, I like uh, that. I like that symbol, the Alabama with the cross tools over it. That's pretty sick. And and I've had that on my hat, and I that may rebrand. But see. I've just been using that in the logo in the last year. So I want it to stay in there for a while. So people always recognize that and then build it probably around that. But then again, that's not branded for a national thing that would only be branded for the state of Alabama. Um, Yeah. But anyway, it's just that it, that's a cool, I always tell people like when you're trying to make a logo, if you can, if you can make a logo, that would be cool on a t-shirt or a hat. Yeah. Then you're you're making a good logo. So basically when you're trying to design certain things, just pretend like you're a clothing company and people are going to want to wear that symbol or whatever. Yeah. But I you know, yeah, your your logo in general is Which... not the best, but I really think that the Alabama with the the cross tools is pretty sweet. That's yeah, sweet. that's that's I'd wear that hat. That's cool. Yeah. I'd wear that. Keep I'd tab, the mic so I, y'all don't have to hear this. I'd tab that, as Hacker did. Yeah, I'd tab that. <laughs> I'd tab that. <laughs> if um, you haven't seen on TikTok, Danny Hacker's going to find a dance on cars. He's like, I'd tab that, T-A-B, to the glue pulling and stuff. It's pretty funny. So I see uh, John Vadine's on here. Hey, John, we, get, we gave away some of your glue there, buddy. Um, But, yeah, uh, I think anybody that – that's looking to get crisp, high quality videos of their business, of their story, stuff like that. Whether it's just for their their retail location, or if they're mobile, or if it's a hail, you know, that they go out and and manage a, a hailstorm and stuff like that, they could really take advantage of what you're able to do. And I mean, it's well worth the money. Like coming to Tennessee yeah. in a couple of days, whenever we get a rail store. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I'll pay you in hail cars. <laughs> <laughs> On that, I'm trying to go. I'm trying to make this your longest episode. 
I know. We figured. I knew exactly <laughs> what you was doing. <laughs> My so, name is James. When you di- <laughs> when you when you are trying to differentiate yourself, okay. This don't be. This is not a random situation. Okay. This needs to be. This needs to be consistent with who you are, right? Because you can't. You don't want to fake anything. So I. Ha- so, for example, there's two different real estate agents that that I've worked with in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. One of them is like a, a good-looking uh, woman who kind of has an attitude, and she, she kind of the strengths that she brings to the table are kind of like she will fight for you. She's kind yeah. of you don't want to get on her bad side, right? My wife so, ain't in Jacksonville. She's a Tennessee silly. <laughs> <laughs> she oh is God. Bad. So, so her, so her brand is kind of built around that, uh, basically like a meme. It's an, you know, it's emphasizing something that's, you know, that's not really the, the, her, who she is entirely in her personality, but like, that's something that people can remember. Right. And it, and it actually is consistent with who she is. Okay, so then I have this other guy who I actually I actually helped him brand himself like he was brand new getting into this business. He's a buddy of mine and he is the total opposite of her. He is he talks, he's a talker, he laughs, he's funny. He he had a lawn business, okay? He had a lawn business forever, invested his money in real estate. And basically was able to retire. And now he wants to be a real estate agent. But really, he, you know, his real his real estate investments have made it to where he's probably he's pretty much just working for. Yeah, just to have something. Just to, to have, yeah. yeah. So he he this dude always wears a fishing shirt. For as long as I've he's been a, a lawn guy, this dude's wearing a long sleeve fishing shirt. When he goes when he goes out, he's wearing a nicer fishing shirt, right? This dude's always got a fishing shirt on. He's handy around the house. He's helpful. Whenever this dude sells your house, he will come he comes to your house and he'll help you put in flooring or like yeah. he'll pressure wash the house. That's he's like, like a He's good, like the week the weekend at Bernie's of the, the <laughs> that's what i'm it, picturing in my head like he's bernie from weekend he's the, he's the <laughs> nicest guy so this dude's brand is his website everything he's the fishing shirt realtor there we go total opposite he's more goofy <laughs> right yeah when people ask me for a real for a realtor like referral i literally send them two videos and I'm like, watch these videos. You tell me who you like, and yeah. then I'll give you their number. So, <laughs> is he a ginger? He's not a ginger. Oh, but he's. <laughs> Both of those people are kind of new in the business. They're mm-hmm. always in like the top three percent of sales. They're they're killing it. Total two totally different yeah. ways that they've differentiated themselves. It they're not serving the same people, you know? No, no. So like, we all got to understand that like, there's kind of 
tribes that identify with us. And it's okay if we alienate a certain type of, of person. But whenever, you know, someone can understand us kind of as a stereotype or as a meme better, they're more likely to, to feel safe with us and use us. So, yeah. yeah, it doesn't have to, it doesn't need to be something that everyone likes. It's like, you know, differentiate yourself. And then what ends up, what ends up happening is even the people that kind of don't vibe with you, they'll respect you yeah. and they still might use you even though they are not really on the same page as you. Well, it's kind of like our, our, you know, business, you got those two different customers the ones that are only care about price. And then those who care about quality, but sometimes yeah. you get the ones who want the cheap stuff. You can, because they see what you do. Eventually you'll, you will get some of them. Um, but yeah, I can, Basically, yeah. you just need to have split personalities. You can just be both <laughs> both people. <laughs> Which one do you need out of me today? I could be both. <laughs> do a video with the, you know, half lady, half guy. Like the you know, Michael where, Jackson or everyone back yeah. in the day. Where I had like <laughs> yeah. woman singing. <laughs> and... <laughs> That's oh, so funny. Well, actually, funny. so y'all's, y'all's Ginger Bros brand is actually really good. The logo, everything, it's consistent. Like, if you yeah. look at this logo, you know what you're getting, right? Yeah. And it's a it's a fun show. You know, I, I think that y'all, that's the, that's the type of thing that I'm talking about. This is not, this is not like a lot of other podcasts, but it's not trying to be. No, yeah. we wanted to differentiate yeah. ourselves, and we found a niche, and it's something we enjoy doing. We like that niche that we're doing, so it makes it go a lot yeah. further. It was funny today, like, I was setting up, I was putting the banner on the van, and I had some muchachos over here doing my drywall. He came in, he's like, oh, that's you, that's you. I was like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> he's like, I like it, I like it. I was like, all right. Sorry, Evan. Yeah. I didn't say anything. He's talking about your people muchachos. there, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> Well, I have people, you know, because this is hang on, hanging on my wall in my office over on the yeah. side here, and when they come to pay or – you know, book an appointment and stuff like that. They're always looking at it and they start commenting on it. Oh, you got hey, a Evan, podcast? Evan you know, that's right next to it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool. That's uh, why I'd like to have mine. I think it, like, I'd like to have a banner in my office somewhere whenever we get it going. I don't know if Amanda's going to allow that or not. That's her baby. But I think it's a good talking point. Be like, oh, yeah, we got a show. You know, we care enough about the industry that we like to talk about it. My dad asked me other day, he's like, how much you make any money off that? I was like, no, dad, it ain't all about money, dude. <laughs> enjoy doing this relax dad jesus yeah. christ yep. yeah he, that's all he worries about okay hey that that's was okay that's for more of the retail focus guys i have i have another tip for wholesale guys we know we know you, you still got about four minutes so come on this, yeah <laughs> know you got a clock four minutes okay i'll talk slower <laughs> so th- this is an idea i don't know if anybody's doing this but if you're a guy that's more fo- focused on wholesale, this is kind. Of, this is a thing that I don't, you know, I don't know if anyone's doing this. So on, on LinkedIn, uh, I'm not. I don't follow a million dent guys on LinkedIn, Kevin. All, make one more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, so if you, if you're, are you guys on LinkedIn? 
You probably have a profile, but you probably don't even look at it. No, I, I, I used like, to. I, I hadn't in a while. Do. I'll use social monials to post on there, like the same post I put on everything else. will go on there just to, like, uh, yeah, Jack just Bucknell, to be there. Said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your social media profiles like that can start ranking on Google too. So why not try to get them ranked right up there with your, you know, your web page and stuff? So, yeah. So if you if you are doing wholesale, I would focus on LinkedIn. If you're going to be posting somewhere, I would post on LinkedIn. And it's not, don't post like you would post on Instagram or Facebook. You know, this is a, go on there and spend like five hours just consuming so that yeah. you kind of understand what stuff is popular on there. It's all business focused, you know? Yeah. So if you could, if you could, if I could come up with the best kind of campaign for a wholesale guy on LinkedIn, I would say create content that would be helpful to people in the car business, to general managers, used car managers, or yep. just anybody in the industry. Right. You can do you can do things that kind of educate them on the vendor side of it to help them be better at dealing with vendors, but also it's not, you know, it's not even that complicated. You can do things that kind of glorify the industry that we're in, you know, that kind of, um, if you're, if you're at a dealership and you're talking to, um, you're talking to a detailer, you know, maybe you talk to that dude and take a picture of him, and then kind of just write like a few words and then tag that dealership, tag everybody that you know in that dealership and kind of highlight this detailer because you think he's awesome or whatever. Yeah. It's like doing <coughs> doing business-focused content that's helpful to them, that, that shows them that you are part of that industry, that you're building into that. I think that your, your efforts are going to go a lot further, <clears throat> especially on LinkedIn where you can search you can search where, who's the general manager of a dealership. Like oh, you yeah. can figure, you can figure out who all works at this place, and you can send those people. You I can invite, yeah. you can follow them and see what they like, and maybe you you you're kind of scouting these dealerships. And you're like, I'm not never going to connect with this guy. This guy over here, you know, I have everything in common with this dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna do. Uh, this dude, whatever he loves, I'm going to do something that just basically targets that dude, you know? And so right. just being very, very specific and then in general doing things that will even lift up their specific dealership also, you know, you go to their dealership. If you know a detailer there or a salesman, go there and take a selfie with that guy and tag the dealership and say, if anybody needs a car, call my guy over here or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So anything that you can do to be helpful and to show them like, Man, this dude's bringing me value. I don't even know this guy. And he's helping promote the industry and my business uh, specifically. So well, even, even if say, like say you work on a lot of BMWs and yeah. you've got a BMW dealership in your area. You may not do them, but say you can post stuff on there. Say, hey, you know, we love working on BMWs. This is a great place to get a BMW. You know, you just stuff like that. Yeah, informational yeah. posts like a, a BMW M2 is this, this, that, blah, blah, or whatever. You know, yeah. to specify it. And, 
or like Andy did today, you know, when's the last time you changed your fuel filter? <laughs> you know, yeah, freaking James called me out. Good thing I got Google. <laughs> but yeah. it, but it's just it's stuff you, like that that just people will grab onto that real quick instead of it just being constant dent stuff. I got to yeah. give love. That was Jack Buck now that he's he was doing my social media for a while and he started doing posts like that. You know, oil changes and like just to do you know to throw out there like informational mm-hmm. stuff. But you know, it don't have to all be dense. Like change it up a little bit. Yeah. You could, the one way you could elevate that is if you went to, like, even if you don't, do you service any dealerships, Andy? I don't. No. I'm all restricted but retail. Whatever your, whatever even your local garage is, you know, mm-hmm. wherever you take your cars, if you would go there and do like a, a selfie video with your mechanic, talk, letting him talk about stuff like that, right. promoting that dude's business, you know? Yeah. That dude's going to recipro- reciprocate, you know, maybe, maybe not, but you're still, you're doing the right thing and you're, right. you know, you're, you're helping your neighbor and there's a, there's also, do you guys, do you guys follow black rifle coffee on social media? Instagram. Yeah. I think I used to, I don't know if I've seen, I don't look at Instagram, but I think I follow. <laughs> yeah. But if you, y'all know who they are, but if anyone yeah. doesn't know who they are, they're a coffee company, but they're like, Pro military, I think the guy that owns it is like a special forces army guy. So they're basically what they've turned that brand into is a media brand. Like yeah. they they put out so much content, it's basically just pro America. America AF, <laughs> dude. That what they did with you know just kind of like the patriotism brand. Yeah. That whole thing is wide open in our industry. And Heather. There's a couple people <laughs> there's a couple people doing stuff that glorify our industry, but it dude, it, it it's wide open. Yeah. Well, you won you won the belt, James. I or, know. I was, I was looking for a bell, but I don't have a bell. <laughs> ding ding ding. I thought y'all were gonna hit the red button to <laughs> in broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, when it, it's great content like this, man, we all like to hear all this. You know, it's uh, it's helpful to all of us. That's why our viewers are still up there right now. Yeah, you know, it's not it like it's slacked off. off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So you're hit, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> had a more uh, comfortable chair. I know. I got a dog. Is I'm on my rolling still today. My Ace woke up. He's like bumping the table and everything a while ago and now biting my hand and so i tried my rolly still this week but my shocks worn out on it so i've been going like this <laughs> i just keep dropping yeah. <laughs> hey guys why don't you pick up your dog and show us your dog brandon oh, i can't pick him up no he's a big he's boy too big oh okay yeah. there he is he's a german shiver say hey right. Ace. yeah he's Ace. about he's about 80 something pounds right now nice I do have to pick him, pick him up, put him in the back seat of the trucks. He won't jump up in my back seat, but he'll jump up in the back of our SUVs and stuff. And he'll sell out of it, but I got to pick his lazy butt up and put him <laughs> in there. Yeah, but so I told, I told, so Black Rifle Coffee actually just went, um, they just went public a few weeks ago or a month or so ago, mm-hmm. and I told. Um, I told Paul Laputra 
I said, dude, Black Rifle Coffee just went public. I'm buying some. You should buy some. That's that stock has it's gone up to like uh it's over doubled. It, wow. It's it's kind of going up and down around basically twice its its value. But I just do that. I felt like that brand. <laughs> he's moaning. He's like, he's like, come on, I'm ready to go. He's like, you got Don Cavanaugh on again. You saying hey? <laughs> huh? What? Don was the one that held the record. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, they're the way that they branded themselves. I thought, dude, that that brand is more than coffee. People buy their 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 merch and everything, not just for the coffee, be because they're pissed off about what's going on in our country. Yeah. And it's much, much more than just coffee. So I was like, dude, I think that brand is going to go through the roof because of oh, yeah. just because of the political, just because you, of where our country's at. Have you ever heard of Redline Steel? No. So they, they make like steel cutouts of stuff, like door hangers and all that okay. kind of stuff. Okay. Um, trying to, but he's an ex military, the owner of it. In mm-hmm. the last two years, just exploded i'm talking yeah. about multi multi-million dollar yeah. facilities and, and stuff like that and uh makes all kinds of cool you know stuff to put on the walls and the doors and um but just started out as one laser cutter and uh he is wow just, but pro-military you know yeah. uh very religious you know lots of crosses stuff like that mm-hmm. and i mean just just exploded and it's just, yeah it's just like black rifle coffee it's they found that that one or one or two little things that people just love and they don't it's not really that they're buying the product they're buying the brand the brand and, and everything else and uh, yep. mm-hmm. so anyway yeah all right, I'm ready. I'm ready to quit. You win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we we load your tools. I gotta go to Roddy's Gardens in the morning. Oh, it won't be long. You'll you'll quit doing all that. No, I gotta take care of Gardens. That's my that's my peeps. They're like family. So you go once a week over there, or what? Yeah, I usually go okay. on Wednesdays, but I had the muchachos drywalling, so I couldn't go yeah. nowhere today. Did they get most of it done or what? Yeah, they got one more coat to put on tomorrow. They said they'll have it finished tomorrow. They come out from gardens. Did they come out looking like you did the other day? No, they was a lot cleaner. I don't know how they worked that out. Because <laughs> they probably have like vacuums and, and the poles with the sander. Oh, they, had a, they had a power sander. I was like, I wish I'd have had that shit. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, they, they looked a lot better than I did. All right. Well, um, James, man, we appreciate you being on, yes, buddy. Sir. Thank you, sir. Yeah, man, and, uh, I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. And all the all Your the shop looks awesome, Andy. Thank you. Hope it's full of cars after tomorrow, but I think the uh, looks like the hail is probably going south of us naturally. So, well, I mean, you can still get stuff off of it. Yeah, I'll take some stragglers all day. That's usually I almost would rather have that than the whole hailstorm. You know what I mean? I just have just trickling in. Come on with it. I know. Uh, all right, guys. Well, hey, we appreciate everybody jumping on. And, uh, you know, uh, Will, um, congratulations. And uh, Josh, both of y'all, I'll send you stuff out tomorrow. Uh, and I'll add some glue in your stuff, Josh. 
But um, yeah, y'all um, go to Anson. Whatever you buy, you'll get a free pack of the new uh, Dent Reaper uh, Purple Perfection on uh, the PDR app. Glue. The app. On the app, yes. And the app just had an update today too. So, um, but yeah, y'all go on the app, buy something off there. Doesn't matter what it is, you'll get a free pack of glue because it's not for sale yet. So. Uh, yeah. We're going to try and get it out there to a couple of people and uh, maybe next week we'll have another giveaway. Um, I, I don't know. It costs me money to ship everything. So. <laughs> um, we, ain't a, we ain't had a sponsor in a while. so Yeah, we need a sponsor. Anybody want to sponsor us? We may have one next week. We got one for me. I know. Yeah. I know. We're not going to say who it is yet. No. Um, you know, Black Pelican. Me I know. Do. I need to step up. Black Pelican. Look, you can do a, an entire video for us. Dang. Dude, I mean. No, no pressure. <laughs> but, you know, we're not down in Jacksonville, so it'd be hard. Yeah, makes it a little harder. Maybe next MTE. You know, we said that this MTE. We'll just get you to do it while we're down there. That's, that's a shit show. There's no <laughs> way you can get an MTE like that. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, again, appreciate you being on. Appreciate everybody watching. Thanks, uh, everyone, James, guys. I'm going to put you in the back room. We'll say our goodbyes here in just a minute. So, Okay. Peace out. Good night. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on another episode of Ginger Bros. Don't forget to catch all past episodes on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or Facebook. You can follow us on all social media to get updates for each show and anything else we have going on. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts to help this show grow. See you next week. Thank you.